Laser sights will make you a more accurate and confident shooter by providing visual feedback on sight alignment and trigger control. Crimson Trace, making laser sight standard equipment. Learn more at crimsontrace.com. Today, broadcasting from the Crimson Trace booth at the 2017 SHOT Show, it's Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Here's Tom. We're still having fun. Well, that's because we're still at the SHOT Show. And welcome back. Tom Gresham here. It's Gun Talk. and glad that you could be with us. We're just having a ball, talking to all of our friends. We're in the Crimson Trace booth, as I say. Uh, it's getting pretty crowded around here. Joined by Tommy Thacker uh, from uh, actually competitive shooter and uh, working with Timmy Triggers now. That's right. And you know, obviously industry veteran, longtime competitive shooter. And you, then you bring up this amazingly weird looking space age trigger thing here. What do you call this? <laughs> this is the new AR Calvin Elite. Calvin so, Elite. Uh, tell Cal- people who Calvin is. Calvin is our engineer. He is. Uh, He's a mad scientist. Is he, what he absolutely is. is. He he understands trigger trigger geometry than, better than anybody I've ever seen. Okay. And uh, you give him a problem, and he's going to figure it out. So he's definitely the problem solver. So this is an AR trigger. This is an AR trigger. Uh, Drop in trigger assembly for your AR fifteen. And uh, what we've done with this is uh, twofold. Uh, first, he redesigned the hammer trigger interface and changed the connection point so that we have better leverage on the system. That allows us to get a 1.5-pound trigger pull, still with a 5-pound spring. Really? So a lot of the other companies that try to get this 2-pound or 2-pound and under trigger pull, they do, the spring. do a really light spring. Well, that really light spring causes two problems. Light springs give you a light ignition, mm-hmm. might have a light strike on your primer, and gives you a really weak reset. Uh. And when you're trying to shoot fast... A weak reset doesn't do you any you good. Pause, and that's what you're all about, is shooting fast. Absolutely. Or accurate and fast. Accurate and fast. So with this trigger, I've got a really light trigger pull, which is awesome. Clean okay. break, really right. fast. And then I've got a five-pound reset. So it's basically pushing my finger off the trigger. So you can really work that trigger quickly. Otherwise, I mean, you, a guy like you, you could actually be waiting for the trigger. Absolutely. If you've got a really weak return. That's right. But all that's cool and it feels good and all that stuff. But what got my attention was how unbelievably adjustable, not for weight, but for geometry, that this trigger is. Absolutely. So this was something that uh, we talked to Calvin about earlier in the year, and uh, it took a while to kind of work on this project. But once he took it under his wing and said, you know, we can really do something different for the industry. Uh, We have a half inch of length of pull adjustment. And in the AR system, that's never been done. Right. Because, well, let's back up. The whole idea of having a variable geometry trigger where you can adjust the trigger goes left, it swings right, it goes up, it goes down, it goes forward, it goes back, is to make the proper contact with the right part of your trigger finger and also, as you were saying earlier, uh, isolate. You isolate your trigger, your, your fingers. Um, so what we're doing, Tom, is we're biomechanically mm-hmm. matching this trigger to your finger. So the biomechanics of, the, of, the, of your finger says that with your grip angle, your finger is going to attack the trigger in a certain position. Okay. And if, if you're attacking a trigger from the side, which we normally do, right. as you apply pressure to the rear, you tend to push. It, you tend you? To push yeah. Okay. So if I can change the position of my trigger pad on the trigger itself mm-hmm. to meet the pad of my finger in the exact position where my finger comes into the trigger guard, right. now when I apply pressure, it's a straight rearward it just comes pressure. straight back instead of pushing. Into the side. So two things are happening. 
your hand is doing what it naturally wants to do. So as you, as you make a fist with your, your grip, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. finger's going to automatically curl to a certain spot. Right. It doesn't want to do this, which I'm showing up and in. Right. It just wants to curl. So if okay. you curl your finger around this grip, now I'm going straight to the pad. It's about control. It's all about control. Now I can isolate this muscle from the forward muscle, and when I press the trigger, I'm pressing straight to the rear. Yep. No side yep. movement. Yep. Okay, I can see it. I mean, we can't show it on radio, but I mean, I can see what you're talking about there. But what we have is, let me see if I can describe it. We have a trigger, call it the trigger shoe, for mm-hmm. lack of anything else. It can swing to the left and the right. It can actually pivot like it's on an angle. You can actually turn it so that the shoe is facing right or left. And then you also can adjust it forward and back. And that way, if somebody has long fingers or short fingers or big hands or small hands, you can get the proper contact with the trigger, no matter the size of your hand. And then once you establish that, you can shoot faster, certainly. But I'm also looking at this in terms of all this precision long-range shooting we're doing with ARs now. Absolutely. Now you've got a trigger that will work well for that. Sure, absolutely. So we have different, uh, different trigger pads. We've got a flat pad, a flat with a hook, the curved one, as you see here, and just a standard neural knob. Okay. So basically, you can set the trigger to set up with your grip. Some people run really big, fat grips or grips with bump stops and right. different things like that. So now you can actually put this in contact with the pad of your finger where you want it, right? Um, so once we finished this and thought it was you know, such a great idea, Calvin didn't stop. Okay. He said, I can take that three-position geometry which, mm-hmm. and take that on a Remington 700. Really? So now you think Ooh. about all of the oh, yeah. custom-built guns out there that sure. have all these new chassis and different grips and all these other options. Absolutely. And you're, you're, sometimes your knuckle gets in, in the way of that big bolt knob yep. because of trigger yep. placement. Yep. yep. On the 700, it's about three-quarters of an inch of adjustment. Wow. So now you have infinite adjustability. Okay. Has there ever been anything like this? Because I've never, I don't remember seeing anything like this nothing, before. Definitely nothing for the AR and usually not for the standard bolt guns. Right. Um, the, the idea comes from some of the old air guns. That uh, completely no adjustable, really lightweight triggers because mm-hmm. you know they're, they're standing, the Olympic shooters, they're Olympic shooters in a yeah. weird position, and, okay. and everything has to be just right. Right. So that's kind of where some of the thought process come from, and say, how can we do this in our system? Okay. So take the concept, and Calvin applies it and says, yeah, we can do this. Let me, I'm just gonna. I got. I got to get my hands on this thing, man. Okay. All right. I'm gonna hold it up here. And I'm gonna, you hear that click? That's the reset. Okay, I just pulled it. Now here's the reset. Man, a positive reset. That's really positive. I mean, that's a solid click, audible. You can feel it, and the movement's not very much. You're not getting a real a lot of movement. You can shoot that fast. Well, well, it's, it's you, really you, fast. You've been shooting it, haven't you? I've been shooting it a little bit. So uh, in testing, I was able to run down, um, practicing 14 splits, 13 splits, 12 splits, 11 splits. I even ran some tens. Oh man. So. I ran an eight-round eight drill in .85 seconds, and um, <laughs> I basically ended up, I was starting to outrun my gun. So anytime I started to do more than three Holy rounds, cow. I was getting so fast. You're waiting for the gun to Exactly. To, so to I was actually pulling the trigger before the bolt got completely locked up. Holy cow. So i got to slow down a little bit. So now I've got a trigger that makes me slow down. So I'm outrunning the gun instead of outrunning the trigger. So well, that's right. I'm, I'm going to get one and say, well, you know, I'm, one of my problems with this is I, I could outrun the gun. And people are going to say, Tom, only if it's a bolt action gun are you going to outrun the gun. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Now, what's it called? This is the AR Calvin Elite. AR Calvin Elite. Is it out now? They're, they're in production now. 
so we're taking orders, but it'll probably be two, three months before we get full production out, out the door. But uh, we'll definitely want to hear from customers and uh, get some orders rolling. Okay. And obviously, the information is on the website, timneytriggers.com, and it's T-I-M-N-E-Y, for those who don't know, timneytriggers.com. That's it. Tommy, thank you so much. Tommy Thacker, shooter extraordinaire, and you do a great job of explaining something that people need to see and they can't see it. So that was super. Perfect. All right. All right. Don't go far. We'll be right back with more Gun Talk. It's the next generation target pistol. The SW-22 Victory from Smith & Wesson. Stainless steel frame, interchangeable match barrel, thumb safety, fiber optic sights, and a Picatinny rail. The SW-22 Victory is ready for anything, targets or small game. Also available with a threaded barrel or cryptic camo finish. And it's backed by the Smith & Wesson Lifetime Service Policy. Learn more about the SW-22 Victory at smith-wesson.com. If you carry a gun, you need training. Your concealed carry class was definitely not training. But time, money, and obligations keep you from spending days at a shooting school. The trusted folks at Gun Talk can help. Concealed Carry One, our DVD featuring the Vata Group, covers what gun, what holster, how to carry, where to wear your gun, and much more. Visit ShopGunTalk.com. That's ShopGunTalk.com. Look, this really is life and death. Learn how to stay aware, how to get away, and how to fight if you must. At ShotGunTalk.com, you can get the two DVD set, including Fighting with the 1911 with Tiger McKee. No matter what gun you carry, this vital training info can save your life. Learn the draw, the stance, reloading, vital gear from Gun Talk. That's ShopGunTalk.com. ShopGunTalk.com. Get the fastest semi-automatic trigger for your AR rifle with Franklin Armory's BFS Trigger. The binary firing system offers a three-position selector for binary, semi, and safe modes. In binary mode, your AR fires one round on pull and one round on release. Works in any AR. is easy to install. No paperwork needed. 100% U.S. made, patent pending. The BFS Trigger from Franklin Armory. At a dealer near you or at franklinarmory.com. All righty, we're back with you. Tom Gresham here. It is, uh, well, we're just having a ball. We're playing. We're supposed to be working, but we're playing here. <laughs> we got the guys from FN who just joined us. Tom Scott joins us. John uh, Kepler. How you guys doing? Great. Great. Good. Uh, the booth is nuts. Uh, I went by there. I didn't get in because I couldn't get in because the booth is nuts. You know, it's like you got people all over the place. I'm going to move a wire for you there. There you go. All right, you're good to go. So what's going on? I mean, obviously, FN just continues to grow. Uh, what's What's driving the growth? Yeah, I, the main thing that's driving the growth is, you know, the people that know us know that we make some great firearms, but unfortunately there's not enough folks that, that know about us. So we're, right. we're telling that story, and we're telling the, the story that, that we're telling the, the reality that we make about a large majority of the U.S. military small arms, and we bring that same quality, that same passion, that same craftsmanship to everything. Yeah, I mean, when you yeah. go to military units almost anywhere in the world, there's a pretty good chance... There's some of your products being there, right? Absolutely. That's right. I mean, I, I, I'm talking about anywhere on planet Earth. 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, an example of that is we take what we learned from the military. You know, we had the M4, the M16 contracts, the SCAR contracts, the 240, 249 SAW. Right. And then we take a lot of those products, make them, make civilian versions, uh, semi-automatic versions, and, and bring them home to And you guys are so enjoy. great. You yep. brought me a, a, a fully automatic SAW here for me just to take home. <laughs> I thought that was very kind of you. <laughs> He's trying to get us in trouble. <laughs> fit, your, fit in your suitcase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. A, no. yeah. yeah. For those who are no, we're kidding. Okay. All right. For the for the FBI, please. We're we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I, everybody likes to come in and see the cool stuff that the rest of us can't have. But you guys have a lot of cool stuff that we actually can have, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Last year we launched the military collector series that Tom referenced, and you know the first three products were the M4, M16, and M249S, and you know, we're expanding that. It was so successful, it even it even ex- exceeded our expectations. So this year at the show, we're debuting the para version of the M249S. Really? And, oh, absolutely. And that, that one's drawn a lot of attention here at the show. Um, you know, we just launched it at the end of the year, so we're debuting it here at Chacho, and, and we're I'm, super excited about it. It's interesting, because I know when you brought out the others, everybody said, well, gods, th- those, those cost a lot of money. That's that's. I don't know if anybody would actually be wanting to spend the money on those. It's like... They cannot, I mean, they're like knocking down the door. Absolutely. I mean, we, we had to gear up because, it, like I said, it exceeded our expectations. And, you know, it's been great. And, you know, really that product more than any other, you know, we talk about being the world's most battle-proven firearms. And that product really, you know, really personifies sure. that. Because anybody that's, that's served the country, there's a good chance they may have carried one of those. Yeah. And when they can come back and actually have one when, once yeah. they're done serving. That's, that's a good point. That's and there are a deal. lot of folks who have served or coming back and they're, looking for a gun this is the one they know absolutely absolutely so what's the coolest thing right now if somebody walks into your booth and says show me the coolest thing right now that i be sure to take a look at i'd say that uh, mc49 s para is 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 right up there with so the, what is with the s para what is that the, the semi means uh, semi-automatic okay yeah okay so MC, and it's the paratrooper version so it's got the collapsible stack yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. we also have the Gen 2 um, FN-15s, uh, the DMR and tactical carbine and the 300 Blackout. It right. uh, has a very innovative new um, uh, new rail design, and that's that's been very popular as well. Man, that is sweet. Tell us the story about FN. Where, where did it come from? What did, I mean, people, my sense is that people think they know FN, but they probably don't know all of it. Is that's, that fair? That's really fair. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, we just launched a new website, and here at our shot booth, we have a wall, and we call it Our History Made History Wall. And it basically starts back in the 1800s, in 1889, when we got a contract by the Bel- for the Belgian government to make Mauser rifles, and goes all the way to 2016 when we relaunched our brand this past year. Wow. And there's a lot of, I uh, skipped over a lot, but uh, <laughs> we worked with uh, John Moses Browning. Uh, oh, yeah. Early turn of the century. A, 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 yeah, lot, of the, a lot of those lines that people say, well, that's a Browning. Yeah. It was a Browning, but it was really as an FN that made it. Absolutely. The very first head of R&D at FN was John Moses Browning. Fabric National. Absolutely. Yep. Sure. Yep. So you look back, yeah, oh, yeah, and people who know the history go, oh, yeah, well, Browning went over to Belgium and worked with Fabric National. For those who haven't connected the dots, that's the FN we're talking about Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, that iconic dedication to R&D, you know, all the classics that people know, the BAR, the FAL, the FNC, that was all started by John Moses Browning. Isn't that crazy? It's, yeah. The, I mean, talk, and, talk about your genius. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. Yes. And, and that's the dedication and the thing that we try to carry on. We try to carry on that legacy in everything we do. And, 
Um, you know, the Military Collector Series is an example of that. Um, and, uh, you know, we're really excited to, to keep that going. Now, when you bring out something new, sometimes there's a lead time. What's the availability? Absolutely. You know, right now, that's something that we've taken a hard look at because there's nothing more frustrating for a consumer than to see all the advertising, yeah. see all the buzz, yeah. come to a show, come to a consumer show, and then they can't find it. Right, right. right? And, you know, in the last year, we have changed how we're doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't announce that the Para was being launched until a consumer could actually buy it. Now, they're, uh, not, they're not everywhere. No. I'll say that. But, but the day we, we said, hey, this is our launch, the product was out there. Our distributor partners had it. Some of our retail partners had it. And that's going to be the way we launch products well, going forward. Not only does that make the consumer happy, it makes the dealers and the distributors happy. Yes. Too. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we, we've gotten a lot of feedback from our partners over the last year on how we can better serve consumers, and that was right. the number one thing they said. If you're going to come with something, it has to be available. Yeah, don't tell me about it if I can't have it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's like, and from, it also is frustrating from a manufacturer standpoint to say, we've got all these people who want to buy this thing. Mm-hmm. Why can't we sell it to them? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, what we, that's why we show up for work every day is to Absolutely. make stuff we can sell. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that, it's one of those deals you think, well, it only makes sense, yeah, but it's not easy to get there, is it? It really isn't. And, um, you know, the temptation is when you have something new and you're really excited about it, you want to tell people about it. But you can't tell people about it until they can have it. Right. I mean, it's a, I know it sounds really simple, but... You know, for us, we've and we've been guilty of it in our history of doing that, talking yeah. about something really cool, and then it's not available. And so, you know, that's going to be a big change for us. Huh. Okay. So what else is new? What, what else have you guys been up to? Oh, boy. You, you talk about some of the, uh, the changes, the things we've done out in the, uh, in the dealer marketplace to help yep. service the dealers. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the big things we did last year in, in talking and hearing from consumers is, is service. You know, it's one thing to have great products. Right. But if there's an issue, you've got to fix that yesterday. Right. They, they don't want to hear an excuse. They want it fixed. And we transitioned um, our service center to our manufacturing facility in Columbia, South Carolina over the last six months. And lowered response time so when a consumer has an issue we can fix it and somebody will actually get back to them somebody will talk to them and if and if and if it isn't fixed within a short period of time at least they know it's being worked on and an answer's coming well yeah at least if you're talking to them there's response of some sort and i mean look to be fair you make great guns but everything's mechanical anything mechanical can break absolutely stuff happens right absolutely all people if they're reasonable all they really want is hey just treat me right let me know what's going on. You know, if it's going to be, if you get it in there, you go, okay, this is going to be five weeks. If I know that, that's not so bad. If you just go, I, I've heard nothing. I sent it in and I got nothing back, no feedback. Yeah. That's frustrating for everybody. Absolutely. Silence to a, to a consumer, and we've all experienced it ourselves. Oh, yeah. You, can, you certainly remember good customer service experiences, but you really remember bad customer service experiences. We always say, you know, you may tell somebody about a good experience, but you're going to tell everybody about a bad experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can tell you, since we launched that in, Jan- in uh, July of this last year, we've seen a market increase in consumer satisfaction. The number of calls that sure. the, the people in the field are getting has, has gone down significantly because things are getting fixed. Right. So. Huh. You're making guns right there. Yeah. Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina. Absolutely. Huh. It's a pretty big plant, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we obviously have a number of military contracts, and we not only make the products for the military there, but we also make the products for the consumer market. And then there's also the products that come from Herstal in Belgium. What's the process... 
for coming up with an idea for a product, a new product you want to put out to the consumer? I mean, military is one way, but you know, when you say, okay, we're going to, how does that work internally? Who, who brings the idea? Where does it come from? You know, really, the idea can come from anywhere, but it, it, you know, at the it, at the end of the day, it starts with the with the consumer. You know, we have to really try to do our best to stay in tune with what the consumer is looking for. You know, whether it's conceal and carry or it's in you know an AR platform that they're looking for. And you know, we ask, we talk to consumers, mm-hmm. we talk to dealers, we talk to our distributor partners. You know, we talk to our big box retailers, and we try to gather all that feedback and say, okay, what can we do? You know consistent with that battle-proven firearm to, to deliver on what the consumer is looking for. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're very uh, intentional about how we develop things, um, but really it starts with the consumer. We're, we're talking with Tom Kepler and uh, Tom, I mean, Tom Scott and John Kepler from FN. Question for you. You're, we're several days into SHOT Show. We're two months after the election. What's your sense of where we are in terms of the buying trends for the next year where's the public where's what's the mindset you know we think quality will always win regardless of what's happening more more broadly and you know that's our focus Mm -hmm. um you know we're going to continue to develop high quality products continue to focus on that you know for fn we see great growth this year we're planning on great growth this year um and uh, you know we're, we're really sticking to that i'm seeing just lots of positives i mean you know and you know Right after the election, people said, oh, that's just going to be terrible for the gun industry. No, nah, I don't think so. I, I, I think people are like, well, first of all, they're releasing their money because now they're not as worried. They're going to spend some money. They feel better about it. But people, I don't think we're buying so much about the politics as about, hey, I just like cool guns and I need self-defense guns and all that. And that fits right in with what you guys do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So very cool. All right. For people to find out more about what FN's up to, what's the website? www.fnamerica.com fnamerica.com pistols rifles who knows grenade launchers anybody looking for the world's most <laughs> battle proven firearms that's the place to go go in there check out all the, all the stuff we sell to the military law enforcement and for yeah. everybody like and you we, and we get the spin off we get the benefit of all the development work you do there making good stuff that uh, it's really hard to break so, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. Don't go far. When we come back, we'll be at the uh, SHOT Show. I'm Tom Gresham, and this is Gun Talk. Welcome back to Gun Talk, broadcasting from the 2017 SHOT Show in the Crimson Trace booth. Now here's Tom. We're in the Crimson Trace booth, of course, as we have mentioned several times. We really appreciate their hospitality. They let us hang out here and uh, kind of out of the way, which is good because you can get run over in the aisles out there. Joining me right now is uh, a longtime friend, Bill Bouchard from um, NSSF, National Shooting Sports Foundation, which is the organization which puts on the SHOT Show. All right. First question, everybody wants to know, how big is the SHOT Show? Oh, the SHOT Show is the largest trade show of its kind in the world. It attracts about uh, 65,000 people. It looks like we're headed uh, right to record attendance wow. territory this year. It's uh, got 1,600 uh, companies exhibiting on the show floor, and everybody always wants to know how many acres it is. So we always tell them it's about 13 acres, which is about 11 football fields. So uh, that's why everybody's got their comfortable shoes on, on here. The other question that people 
ask if they've never been here. They don't know. They say, well, can I buy a gun here? No. No, it's not a gun show. Not. <laughs> Even though the other side would like you to, you to believe it's a gun show and they uh, <laughs> they criticize it for being such, absolutely not. It's you a cannot trade buy show. It. It's a trade show. It's yeah. all professionals, which, and sometimes that's, uh, I always say that it's a little bit of a tease to uh, to talk in media about how great the SHOT Show is because the public hears it and they really can't attend. But right. it's uh, they'll see all the products that are released here on the shelves in the, their local retailer yeah. during the course of the year. And, and all the information that's being shared here is online with all these companies immediately. Absolutely. So when we're talking about, we just had FN here. All that stuff we just talked about, it's at their website right yeah. now. Well, there's so much media at the show, as you know. We Holy cow. How, two, how much do you have? We have uh, 2,500 members of uh, credential media here, and that was cut off, that uh, number, at a month before the show. You had so more wanting to get had, in? Absolutely. More wanting to get in here. And so, you know, uh, uh, these products and the issues that are talked about at the show are in your favorite news outlet on guns and, and hunting and shooting do you have you have foreign uh, media here too right? absolutely yeah they have foreign media to go along with uh, exhibitors from foreign countries we have about 100 con- countries uh, represented here at no the kid. shot show yeah it's that big yeah wow well i i love walking through the italian uh, area because you got all these fabulous gorgeous Italian guns. I mean, they're just, just. But you've also got Spain. You got you know Croatia. You got you know Germany. Czech Republic. You yeah, know, it just yeah. goes on and on and on. It really is. Yeah, it's a truly international event. So, how many shot shows have there been? This is the 39th SHOT Show, so we're coming up next year on a big anniversary, oh, wow. 40 SHOT Shows. And, you know, it started out as a really little event in 1979 in St. Louis. St. Louis. Actually, it sort of broke away from a, another the, show, the Sporting the, Goods the, Show. NSGA Show, which that, I went to that in Chicago when we had that. And guns were just like this little corner of the show. And, you know, they had skis and spandex and jock sports and everything else. And uh, the shooting industry just said, you know... We're kind of getting short into the stick here. Let's go have our own. Let's go take our, our ball and go somewhere else and have our own event, right? And they did, and, but there was some trepidation. Was, they didn't know it, how it, that was going to go. I was just going to say, know? it was gutsy. Yeah. It, you're going, okay, we're going to throw a party, but we don't know if anybody's going to come. Right, right. And so now, after 39 years, it's grown into the about the 15th largest trade show in North America and uh, about wow. the fifth largest show that's uh, here in Las Vegas. So it's a, it's a big event, and it transcends products, I think, as you know. This is the place for the community, to our community, to get together and uh, network and, and talk about the things that really concern us. All right. Obviously, uh, we've just been through this very contentious, historic election. Uh, and frankly, I think a lot of folks were really surprised at the outcome, very pleased at the outcome, at least if you're on the gun side of things. I'm looking at people, and there's two things. One, I'm seeing a, uh, a sense of... Uh, they're happy, but also that may be driven as much as anything by a sense of relief. Yeah, I think it is a collective sigh of relief, uh, actually, to just not have, um, you know, uh, the latest uh, uh, restriction or attack. That's the best word. Was, yeah. I guess I was trying to be too we're, diplomatic. Yeah, no, yeah, no. They're, 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 <laughs> we were under attack. Uh, now, I, I tell you what, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I want to do, we're going to talk about several things. But one of them is this. Kind of where are we with our mindset as we go forward? This we got a good time. But we know that in politics, everything changes. Nothing's forever. So we have an opportunity. So right. can we, can we uh, talk about that a little I bit? Look we forward to it. Yep. Okay, we'll do that. I'm talking with Bill Broussard from the National Shooting Sports Foundation, NSSF.org. 
And, of course, they are the ones who put on the SHOT Show. We'll be right back with more Gun Talk. or on the range, you need a trigger you can trust. For over 60 years, Timney triggers have been trusted by hunters and shooters everywhere. A Timney trigger could mean the difference between a great shot and a miss. Timney triggers are proudly made in the USA and come with a lifetime warranty. To order, go to TimneyTriggers.com. That's T-I-M-N-E-Y Triggers.com. six years, the U.S. Sportsmen's Alliance has been fighting to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping for sportsmen from coast to coast. Today, we are under constant attack from extremist animal rights groups who want to end your ability to hunt in the U.S. Join us to protect our sporting heritage and our way of life outdoors. To join or for more information on how you can help, go to ussportsmen.org. That's ussportsmen.org. If you're like me, you don't have money to burn but you still want to buy guns, ammo, and accessories. That's why we created Gundelio. That's a free, yes, a free smartphone app. Just download it and start getting the deals. Could be discounts, offers of free magazines for your gun, or you could be the first to hear about new stuff from gun makers. Here's how it works. With Gundelio on your phone, you get alerts when you enter a gun store. Special deals, you know. You don't have to do a thing. It'll do a lot of other cool things, like let you watch gun videos and listen to Gun Talk podcast. Plus, check it anytime for hundreds of deals and offers. Getting more while spending less. Smart, huh? Gun Delio. Made in America. Gluten-free. At the App Store and Google Play or GunDelio.com. It's really pretty simple. Your carry gun is a life-saving device. It must be with you. That's what the Springfield Armory XDS is all about. Small enough to carry, big enough to shoot comfortably, shockingly slim, single stack, with a 3.3-inch or 4-inch barrel, available in 9, 40, or 45. Highly accurate, great trigger, fiber optic front sight for fast aimed fire. The XDS at Springfield-Armory.com. That's Springfield-Armory.com. I'm uh, visiting with Bill Broussard from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And, Bill, we're just talking about the election, and we have this window of opportunity. Is that fair? Because, you know, the the winds of change are always shifting in politics. And, yes, Donald Trump's in now, but, you know, that's not going to be forever. Now's not a time to relax. Uh, It isn't. Uh, And it's not a time to gloat either. It's a time to get about our business right get get to work it get to work and uh and and we have to some extent there have been a couple of uh, bills that have been introduced already Mm -hmm. uh nssf has its name on one uh it's the concealed carry reciprocity right uh bill and then we have a hearing protection bill about uh helping to eliminate some of the red tape related to suppressors and also i think that will allow us to do uh some education to the public about you know what suppressors are people have this idea about you know, yeah well everybody has their idea which comes from movies absolutely you know? and almost and everything the, you know about them is wrong in the 1930s or something <laughs> yes yeah, yeah no yeah. it's so true yeah. uh, but yeah we have obviously those two and then we have um, 
the stuff that the consumers never see that you guys work on, and it may be at an agency level. It could be a State Department as far as importation of guns. And you're always working on those types of things, too. We, we are. Import, export is a, is a big thing for us. And just making the, uh, the ability to engage in commerce uh, mm-hmm. uh, easier for our members, because we are the trade association and our members are, are the companies. And uh, <laughs> It's always so funny. I, I love it when the media talks about the NRA, the gun lobby, gun lobby, you know, and they're representing all the gun makers. I'm thinking, no, actually, it's the NSSF that represents the gun makers. And I'm thinking, don't you guys know this? Right, right. <laughs> and and it's, I also like the one about, you know, that uh, NSSF is creating the market all the time for certain products. Well, it's, it's the people who create the market, right? <laughs> you know, it, nobody makes anybody buy anything they don't want. That's right. You can't do that, really. That's you know, right. you only make stuff to meet a demand. Yeah, no question, and and uh, and that's you know why we're seeing so many new products here on the on the show oh. floor too. Clearly, there's a demand for certain products, well, and the manufacturers are responding. And we so. talk about the gun owner 2.0. We've got a new generation of people. We have millennials. We have tons of women buying guns. It's a new type of gun owner. Toward that end, as he transitions and segues, uh, two nights ago at the State of the Industry dinner that NSSF puts on here, we awarded the annual Gritch Gresham Communicator of the Year Award. And you and I were very much involved in that, and we were just utterly delighted, I think. I'm going to let you tell them. Oh, it was uh, uh, an inspired choice, I think, to have a young person, uh, a woman, who is in a position uh, to actually help people understand firearms better and the history of firearms and what it means culturally to the United States and as well as to sportsmen uh, as well, uh, that this person couldn't have been a better choice. And her name is Ashley Lubinsky. She is uh, from Pennsylvania. She's an incredibly bright young woman. She's probably only in her 20s, I think, right? She's 27. It's unbelievable. I know. The amount of knowledge. And she is a force of nature. I'm telling you, anybody who meets her comes away just going, Wow. That is really somebody special. I mean, you get that sense, don't you? Absolutely. And but she is just so sharp uh, in an area that you wouldn't think a young person would have that much. She's knowledge. the curator of the Buffalo Bill Museum in Cody, Wyoming. The, the Cody Firearms Museum yep. there knows guns, but she can deliver a message whether it's on Fox or CNN or BBC or, and she spreads that message of historical guns, of gun use, of responsible gun ownership. And you got this attractive, you know, young woman. Dynamic. Dynamic, bringing this message, and you're going, yeah. And so, you know, we both said, you know, that's the kind of person we want to hold up to say that's the communication we're looking for. Uh, Absolutely. And she's going to be a tough act to follow, but I think there are others out there. We just have to to search for them and find out who they are. She also had a, uh, she did a stint at the Smithsonian Institution before she went to the the Cody Museum. Now, she was followed that night by Jeff Rowe, who did a fabulous job. I'm sorry, sorry, Micro. Thank you. Micro. uh, Dirty jobs. Uh, Micro, um, great speaker, great writer. But the thing he did on Facebook this week where someone says, I can't believe you're going to the SHOT Show and where they have the guns and I don't know. He wrote this measured, responsible, persuasive piece, in essence, inviting this woman to say, look, I wish you could be there with me to meet these people because I think you would actually like them. Yeah, it was a model response, I think. I mean, it was uh, uh, not in your face, right? He didn't throw any uh, darts at her or try to belittle her right. at all. She invite, He basically invited her into our world to learn more about right. it, and I think that's really so, a, yeah, a, so a great example. Let me tell example. you about who we're talking about here. We're talking about the 
the military people, the, the, the police. We're talking about the responsible gun owners. We're talking about the women who were taking care of their, their family. And, you know, for me, and it's like the message I've been preaching forever, is don't try to beat them up and say, no, 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 you're wrong, is persuade. Sure. Show them who we are. Part of the problem is, and I remember a study that NSSF did many years ago. They said that people who say they're anti-hunting many times actually don't. It's not that they don't like hunting. It's that they don't like hunters. That's right. In their mind, that's the problem. And I think that's part of it with people who, are, who say they're anti-gun. They don't know us. They don't like us, but it's only because they don't know us. Right. And we're such a diverse crew and they need to understand that i mean we we run the gamut you know everybody thinks it's probably uh an older uh white male yep. uh, that that and but not, that's not, not the case anymore our right. research shows as you know that new gun owners people who have bought a gun within the last five years tend to be urban and suburban based which is Okay. Flies against the stereotype of, of rural right. based. Right. Uh, there are certainly more women uh, and more minorities involved in it, um, as well as just younger. Right. No, yeah. it's, it's uh, we're hard to pigeonhole. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, which makes it harder. You know, I don't know. It's. I think that aspect of inviting people in, and you know, and we've been talking about that. NSSF has the Step Outside program, the First Shots program, uh, where I've always said if you individually you want to do something for the Second Amendment and for gun rights and for gun ownership in America, just take somebody shooting. Absolutely. Just especially somebody who's never been before. You introduce them in the right way with a you know a comfortable, fun experience, and they come away going, "Wow, that's really fun. I didn't, I didn't realize." Yeah. And we, you got them. We do. We've seen it all the time, right? I mean, they go yeah. home with their targets from the range. That's so true. They go. Yeah. They hang up their targets on the refrigerator. That's right. Like a kid with a picture drawn at school, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And, of course, we always have to remember to impress upon them how much we do about safety, I think, as well, because they're yes. concerned about that. Yeah, and, that, that and, is the number and, one concern, really. Yeah, it is. It is. And as you know, NSSF is, is doing its job in that area with our Project Child Safe program. Talk about the size of that program. Yeah. It's been around for about... 18 years and it has distributed 37 million free gun locks and safety literature throughout the United States. This is America's gun industry giving away 37 million free gun locks. That's right. To any community in the country that wants them. Well, the law enforcement department in that community, municipal police, sheriff, you know, whatever it might be. The program goes through the local police or exactly, law and then they can partner who, with whoever they want at the community level and and distribute these locks, uh, you know, to encourage secure storage. And there is a secure storage safety de- uh, device for every home circumstance. That's what we try to get across. There's sometimes uh, people pay too much attention about the cable lock that we give. Right. But, the, you know, if you want quick access, access to your gun, you have a quick access lock box. If you've right. got a lot of guns, you're a big hunter, you're right. a gun well, safe. People want to know more about all of NSSF's programs. NSSF.org. NSSF.org. You will be amazed and impressed at all the things you're doing. Safety, outreach, bringing people into the sport as well as all the other stuff you do. You guys just do a great job. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, and uh, the SHOT Show, of course, another major success. Can't wait to go to number 40 next year. Yes. That's going to be It'll be, be right here. Right here. Yeah. That's right. We're going to be right here, you know, God willing. So yeah. there you go. All right. Thank you, Bill. appreciate that. Thank you, Tom. All right. Don't go far when we come back. I have a few thoughts on uh, where we are and where we are headed as we go from here.
As I'm sitting here looking at the chat show, and we're wrapping up our show here, I'm thinking about kind of where we are and where we're going. It's, a, it's an interesting time. One of the things it's hard to express to people who are not in the gun world, our incredible sense of relief at this election, because we would have been under constant, brutal assault from a Hillary Clinton administration. You just heard Bill Broussard from NSSF talk about the import-export, the State Department, those types of things. A lot of the uh, efforts of the Obama administration have not been in passing legislation. They've been in just making things harder, whether it's the EPA or the State Department or the Commerce Department or whatever, doing things that did not require a um, passing a law. And so that's what we're not going to be fighting, at least probably not nearly as much, in the next four years, certainly next two years, until midterm elections. We'll see what happens there. And it's funny. It's not like everybody say, well, Trump's going to be fabulous, but it's going to be good. It's going to be infinitely better than what we would have had. So after we have caught our breath, which we should have done by now, the question is, now what? You know, it's, we're like the, the dog that caught the car. Now what? Well, I think the now what is to say, okay, how far can we move ahead, both in advancing the things we want and killing off some of the restrictions that have been imposed upon us? We had the uh, Jeff Borman. He's a member of the Victorian Parliament in Australia on the show earlier. And I asked him, I said, with your, all your experience in Australia, what would your advice be to people in the uh, United States? What would your advice be to gun owners in the U.S.? He's immediately, without hesitation, he says, get political. You have to get political. A lot of our folks don't like being political. They actually think of politics as, oh, that's dirty. Politics is nasty. I don't want to get involved with that. I'm sorry. You don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. We have to be political. I mean, they got rolled over partly because they weren't and they did not really have an NRA. We have that. But more than that, each one of us has to be political. If each of us, and I'm not, not kidding about this, if each of us once a month would just call, make three phone calls, that's all, three phone calls, one to each of your senators and one to your U.S. representative's office and say, and I just want to reiterate that I want to see more support for gun rights, and I want to see a lot of our restrictions taken away, uh, and I'm going to be calling you back in a month, and I just want to remind you, yes, that, or joining the NRA, or joining the Second Amendment Foundation, or getting involved on a local basis, getting involved in whatever your state organization is, now is not the time to be complacent, now is not the time to go get in the virtual hammock and take it easy. Now is the time to charge the hill because we have a lot of the resistance was going to be gone. And we need to, you know, here's the thing. Whatever we gain, if the Democrats end up taking the White House again at some point, and they will, then they're going to try to undo a lot of that. So we need to make as many gains as we possibly can. It is a grand time. It's a wonderful time. I'm as excited as I have been in a long time about our prospects for gun rights. At the same time, it's one of those things that, I'm just thinking we all have to push 
do it yourself. Talk to your friends. Get them involved. Get your shooting buddies involved. Get your family involved. Keep buying those NRA memberships for your friends. Basically, now it's a, it's a fabulous opportunity. In the meantime, as we always say, if you really want to do something for gun right, turn around and invite somebody to go shooting with you. Take them out to the range. Coworkers, family, friends, doesn't matter. Stress the safety. Stress the responsibility. Stress the fun. We have a great future ahead of us. Looking forward to it. 